Hi, it's Andrea and Marianne, the Sister Tipsters. We're two moms, wives, and sisters juggling work, kids, and all the challenges life throws our way. We're here to encourage everyone to move their body for at least 10 minutes a day while learning tips for navigating life. Take the time to improve your health and grow your mind. Now let's get moving. We are getting fired up about trimming the fat again. (laughs) Yes. Oddly, it was a quick hour at church with my family and I had suddenly more ideas to share. And I'm not even joking. The priest said something during his homily that just kind of Sent my mind on a tangent to trimming more financial fat. All right. So let's just recap for everyone. If you missed our first episode about trimming the fat, then go back to episode 91. That's right. We just said 91. Can you believe that we have recorded (laughs) and released 91 episodes? Um, All right. So go back to that episode and listen to our take on trimming the financial fat for the year. And take something, the basic idea is to take something that you spend money on a daily basis and eliminate it. And that small decrease in spending, because it happens all the time, will spiral into a larger savings over the long haul. Yes, I am getting like, I mean, everything's just firing in my brain right now. Financial (laughs) stuff, we've talked about it, gets me excited. I love to talk financials. I love to strategize. So now we're taking this small idea for small items to the larger scale. And we're doing more of like a mindset shift paired with this cutting costs. I like it. So let's just start with some things that we've mentioned in prior episodes. Um, So I think like food-wise, if you can buy foods when they are in season or on sale, that's a great opportunity to save money. Um, I know I've said it before, I am a big freezer person. I love to freeze stuff. So this is a great opportunity. Buy some food that's on sale, package it up well, freeze it and store it, and then you can save it for when you need it and not buy it um, you know, at more expensive prices. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're both, <laughs> we're both freezer people. Uh, we do this stuff all the time. I even, we've been like getting tired of leftovers sometimes. So I just take the leftovers immediately, wrap them up, put them in the freezer. And I was able to buy cook in bulk and, um, you know, save some money, but let's apply to something beyond just our food. And I think we've mentioned this before about like clothes, If you buy off-season clothes, you can often get them at a discount um, or just look for whatever the sales are. Maybe at the end of the season, a totally different season, something, you know, store closing, whatever it is, look for things that you need. And I know sometimes it's easier, sometimes harder when you're dealing with kids, but like adults, like you kind of know your size, right? So that's easy to buy for a following season. Kids just kind of guess like things. There's a lot of stuff like winter coats. We've done snow pants, that kind of gear is like, you got a little bit of flexibility in there, get it maybe in the summer or at the end of winter. And you can get some really good deals. You can get some good sales and apply those to what you need for next year. Absolutely. I got excited about this one the other day because I do feel like once you're into the season, like for example, winter, once you're already in the middle of winter, not even necessarily to the end, stuff goes on sale. And you're right, like with the coats. And so I think about that because it's like, especially the kids, it's like you said, it's easy to kind of guess and say, like, especially coats, like a bigger size. Okay, you're probably going to jump to this one next year. Let me buy it on sale. It's also a great idea for like grandparents, if this is something that you like to get for the kids on a yearly basis you know, plan ahead. The the savings on those kinds of items is significant. So I think that's, that's definitely one that everyone should be taking advantage of. Um, And if you're not talking about buying, I think the flip side is selling. So think about selling old stuff to get rid of, you know, think about things that are that still have some value and are good shape. I think that that is something that adds up, you know, take those items and move them on. And if you can move them on and sell them, 
even better. Yeah, I'm not good at selling. Like I know people will do garage sales and things like that. And they'll sell a whole bunch of stuff. And I'm not the best at that of selling all the little stuff. But I know Andrea and I have talked about this. And we've done this of taking bigger items and just focus, like put our effort into just selling those bigger items. And it's kind of like more bang for your buck, like make your time a little bit more efficient. Um, and I think we've done well with that and passing things along. But as I say, passing them along with selling them, you also could do like hand-me-downs, accept hand-me-downs, give hand-me-downs, get that cycle going. Passing things around is just, it just frees up money and time and effort to maybe spend on something else that you really want to. Like I've been able to buy my kids like fancier clothes for different events, or maybe they've got something special they want to buy for. And I do it with zero guilt because Andrea and I, I have friends, like we pass things back and forth. Even I've borrowed from friends for, you know, you need a dress or you need a suit or something like that for one event, especially for the kids, borrow, like pass them around and borrow. And that's great. But be open to accepting hand-me-downs and then knowing, okay, you can focus on you know, what you really need. And this goes for adults too. Like I have friend groups that are always offering and saying, you know, we're redoing our living room and we've got this furniture. Does someone else want it? Well, maybe you can use it even if it buys you time for something else. Um, But that's good. Get that cycle going with other people passing things along and you'll um, get it back. So just be open to that. It's a great way to save. It really is. And I feel like we can't talk about hand-me-downs without just giving a quick shout out to our brother and sister-in-law who, oh my gosh, they've saved us so much money with being great um, hand-me-down people for so many of the kid items. And it's true. Like, Like you said, it frees it up for other stuff. And I think also the other thing is when you can buy things used, buy it. Like some of the stuff you're using for such a short period of time um, or it's something that like it doesn't need to be brand new. I think on those items, you know, if you could buy used, you're also going to save money. So that's another opportunity. Yes. And so you we've kind of like touched on something else that I had on my list. But like we want to take this mindset that we tried to start in our last episode, episode 91, like we said, still shocks me that we're to 91. But um, (laughs) that mindset that you're going to build in cutting out your little daily habits and apply that on that larger scale, if you really change your mindset, the larger scale is really not that large, right? Like you just change how you approach everything. And those small changes, just like that small cutting of, you know, your coffee or your soda or your daily lunch at work or whatever it is, just as that was more of a financial change, now we're going to just make that a full mindset change and apply that to everything you do. And it won't feel so restrictive. It'll just become part of who you are. And so like you said, the baby items, that was a huge thing for us. And like, I mean, we are so insanely grateful. And we talk about our sister-in-law and our brother all the time that they really set us up for success. And they started this for us. And I think we've tried to do it for friends and cousins and siblings. And um, and I know on your side of the family too, your brother-in-law and sister-in-law did the same thing. And, and we've passed things around. But those baby items is such a good way of like that mindset shift of look for kids. To, babies don't need Like they don't care what they're opening at a holiday or birthday, right? So look for things that you need and spread those out to family who might be buying gifts. And that's a way to save money. Talk to friends, trade things back and forth. So many times you need things for 
a month or two months or three months. And even if you've got friends that are having babies at the same time, I mean, Andrea and I had kids that were just at times a year apart, sometimes just weeks apart. And we would just swap them back and forth. Like, oh, we're out of this stage here. You use it for the rest of the stage. And it was just easy to go back and forth and trade those items or just pass them along. Um, But baby items are a big one where I'm going to say, look for used to save money, look for borrowing or trading with friends, limit what you're using. You don't really need that much. They're little tiny babies. I mean, you could take a drawer out of a dresser, <laughs> pat it, and that's a crib. I mean, it's really, you know, you don't need, I mean, in my mindset, because we did that mindset shift, like we never really had a nursery for our kids. They weren't going to sleep in there. So we didn't worry about buying all these fancy nursery things. We waited until they were older and they were really sleeping in their room. And then we got to decorate their room for how they wanted it there. Right there, that was saving of money. We didn't decorate a room twice. We didn't spend items on all, you spend money on all these items that we really weren't going to use. So, um, you know, baby items is really, I think we like led right into that. But that's one where I say, you know, save the money, change that mindset of going used, borrowing, and it's, it's going to make a world of difference. Absolutely. And I think you also touched on like, you know, it's priorities. We're not saying don't spend money on anything, but spend it wisely. And on the things that aren't as as important or things you don't think you really need, those are the places to kind of cut the corners. And, and then it does, it frees it up for other things. So now give us some more, uh, you're getting me excited. I love talking about like the larger items, because in my mind right away, you say larger items, and I just think more savings and that I do love to save. So what else do you have for us? I know it's funny. I like went on this thing with the baby items, but the things that really have gotten me like fired up about this topic at various points in my life are definitely like a lot of things that are what do you say like the trendy the fancy the glitzy items so I'll start with one is like your car right people want to get a new car they want to have the newest car all the time they want to have the fanciest car or the most expensive car or this trendy car or that kind of thing but don't get caught up in that, right? Your car is there to get you from point A to point B. And yes, you want to love it and you want to enjoy it and you want to um, you know, have a, a good, safe purchase. But think about every month that you keep your car before buying a new one. If you do that every time, you just have that mindset switch of like where you're like, okay, you know, I, I want to get a new car. Let me think about it until next month. If you do that every time, you're going to think about buying a new car over your life, that's going to save you buying one whole car, which I mean, that could be $60,000. And yes, you don't feel it right away. But again, it's that mindset shift that's going to have you saving dollars everywhere you go. But if you keep that car, say not just one month, but you're like, I'm going to do some good research, I'm going to find really what I want for my next car. And now you wait a whole year, you could be saving multiple cars (laughs) over your lifetime. And that is I mean, that's six-figure savings over your lifetime. Um, So that's one place that I immediately go to. Yeah, this one's good. This one I get excited about because we are definitely, we are people that like to um, buy our cars. So now we we go and we finance the car and we buy it. And I love to like, so again, if you're the person who's making these regular car payments, we love to 
say like to get those cars paid off and then we do we try to keep ours as long as possible and but we try to take that money that payment that we're already budgeting it's we're already used to coming out of our accounts and i try to instantly put that into another account so literally that you know like let's just say the payments $300 take that $300 and every month now that i'm not making the car payment i'm making it to myself for the $300 and putting that into some kind of interest bearing account so i get really excited about that one cuz it's like well i already have been spending the money on that so it's not a big deal for that to go into the savings and then that's right in my pocket so that one uh that's yes a big i love one that and us. it's in your pocket right like so i was saying like you well, how you're saving a car purchase or two car purchases over your life and it's like people are like great but i don't feel that right now like where's the money in my pocket and you're talking money in our actual pockets and yeah, how like I, I get always to think see of, it yes yes and it's like you're done making that car payment and i do encourage like the buying the car and holding it past where you're making that car payment because like you're going with that $300 not only are you not spending the $300 that month for your car, but you're saving it. It's almost like a $600 savings. Like like you not only didn't put it out as an expense, but you put it in that revenue column, you put it in that income column, and now you've got it saved up. And you do that for a whole year, $300, you got $3,600. It's like the down payment on your next car. And now you didn't even feel that just by keeping your car one extra year you've just rolled it into the down payment for the next car. Like it's just that is money in your pocket right now. See how excited I I get about it? (laughs) I know. Well, no, so do I. The savings stuff is cool. So all right. So you're talking big items. So cars, obviously a big one. What what do you have for us about house? What's what's your house suggestion? I know my house would be the same thing of, you know, maybe you want to go out and be like, you know, our budget is $400,000. We want to buy a $400,000 house. Well, what about buying a $300,000 house or a $350,000 house or one that you could buy that's way under your budget and maybe you could make some upgrades to it or you could make some changes? Now, not only do you get what you want in your house because you're getting to make the changes, but it's much cheaper to make changes on your house than it is to buy a house with those upgrades already in there. So I'm going to say... You know, I said, keep your car a little bit longer. I'm going to say with buying a house, don't just find something that fits inside your means or stretches your means. Definitely don't extend it. Don't buy, don't overbuy. You don't need the biggest house. You don't need the fanciest stuff. You can add that as you go. But what about just dialing it back a little bit? Like the bank says you could do a $400,000 loan. Maybe you do three fifty. dollars Like just dial it back a little bit. And the amount of equity you can build in your house by making changes yourself is just huge. And you're going to turn around again. It's, you know, it's like a little bit in the future. You're saving the money right now. You've got a lower mortgage and um, a better price point for your house. But it's also, so that's money in your pocket now, but it's also going to be that long haul of like when you go to sell that house, you're going to be making more. So now like you're going to go sell the house, but let's also say you've refinished it. You're working on it. This is a gorgeous house. Maybe we need a little room. Well, look in the house you're in first before going to buy another house. Because think you're paying like realtor fees and moving fees and all this other stuff. (laughs) I'll just say stuff to cover all of it. There's going to be other expenses that go into moving. Why not stay in your current house for another year, maybe another two years, even another six months? Again, that just keeps prolonging those savings. And that kind of adds up. It's just that mindset shift of we don't need to buy the biggest house and we don't need to move right this second. Um, 
you know, we can maybe you maybe you do some of those refinishes and remodels in your house yourself. Maybe you do a few things. Maybe you watch a few years scroll on the internet, watch a few DIY videos and do them yourself. Now you've saved <laughs> even more money, even more money. Instead of going and paying somebody a thousand dollars to make a change in your house, just pay yourself that thousand dollars. <laughs> you know, I mean, I love it. It's a lot. I know I get like a little a little crazy with this stuff, but I love it. No, I think it's good. And I think it's good to think about and think about those options because the house purchase gets a lot of people. And and I think sometimes it's hard to see that you buy the house and then make the changes and, and how to see. But all that stuff does work out. And I think work out works out well in the end. Um, we talked before about buying things used. I want to also make sure and point out like another thing that we spend money on our bikes. Um, we're always needing bikes. Kids are growing. We need new bikes, that kind of thing. Um, that's another one I think that buy used, look around the neighborhood, watch for those kinds of sales. They, especially the smaller sizes, they don't um, last in them that long. And as long as it's a good working bike, you know, go and get it a tune-up, make sure all of like the gears and everything are doing what they're supposed to and the brakes are good. But that's like a great way to save money. You don't have to buy the most expensive brand new bike. It's new for the kids. You know, we've even bought ones and then kind of upgraded some stuff. You could swap out like, you know, a new seat, change like the little grips on the handlebars, spruce it up. And trust me, that's another way you can save a lot of money. Yes, absolutely. And it's applying that to like everything. Go back to your car. Like you want the fanciest car out there. What about getting one that's a year old. You can go to some dealerships and somebody's returned a car in a, like a month or two. They've had it. And you're getting that depreciation when something goes off the lot. Any one of those items, a bike, a motorized car for a, for a kid, a regular car, all of those things, as soon as they go off the lot, as soon as they leave the store, it's immediate depreciation. Like that's it. So you can find, do your search and you can get something that's, I'll say practically brand new, is barely used and you could save, you know, 10, 15% of the cost at a minimum, depending on the item. But yeah, apply that bike thing to cars, the kids motorized cars, those like electric little cars that kids have. I mean, that's something, how many years is somebody really using them? Look for those <laughs> used, you know, strollers. We sold our strollers. We've bought used strollers. We've bought new strollers. You can get some good ones that are in good condition out there. Um, all of that stuff, scooters, motorized scooters, motorized bikes. A lot of that stuff, I think, especially with kids, again, they're growing up so fast. It's such a short period of time that they're using it that you can buy ones and they're passed all along. We got something recently and somebody said, is this the one that's been in the neighborhood for decades? It was like a kid's <laughs> gymnastics thing. And I was like, oh yeah. And they were like, there should be, people should write their last name on it for how many times it's been passed along. And it still looks like I would have walked out of the store with it. I mean, it's brand new. So a lot of that stuff, just like look for use and remember that the, I'll go accounting on you, the depreciation on things as soon as they leave a store, as soon as they leave a lot, it is, it is so great. It's such a large portion of the cost that like you could get things that are still pretty new at a great discount. It is. That one's crazy. So I'm going to direct you in another uh, direction away from the used and to some of the new stuff. I feel like since you're usually my consultant on this, I should just go to you. But like talk to us about cell phones and computers. That's another place that we end up spending money and having to make <laughs> purchases over and over again. So talk to us a little bit about <laughs> how we can save there. Yes. Yeah, so, so should I bring in my husband, Matt, on this one? He's our, our our tech guy, our resident tech guy. And he does not always agree with me on this. But again, I've had this mindset and it's something that I apply to all of life of just, you know, just wait, 
Like, I think I want a, a new car. Let me wait a few months. Let me wait a year. I think maybe we're outgrowing this house. Let's let's see what we can find in the market and not rush to buy. I do the same thing with like cell phones and computers, probably way longer than I should because <laughs> I just don't care. But but I pass that on to him too of like, he'll talk about getting a cell phone. Oh, I want to get like this latest model cell phone or whatever. I'm like, okay, give can you give it two months? Give it two months. And I'm sure there's going to be some other sort of like discount on it through our service provider. And I'm like, just keep it for another two months and or just try to keep it past when we make the payment on it. It's that same thing going back to the car, right? Once you pass that payment plan, it's you're just you're saving double um, what you were spending before. But yeah, I do it with cell phones and computers. I would say any of that technology, you know, it's going to be a very short lifespan. It's a short period of time. So if you just hold yourself off a little bit of time, couple weeks, couple months, you're saving so much money. And now think like, I know they say computers, maybe three year use of life. Okay. If you're doing it at home, like what are you using your cell phone and your computer for? If it's not something that your life really depends on every day, it's not your livelihood every single day, or maybe keep your eye out for what you know is out there so that you could buy in a second if you needed to, but just hold off buying. Just hold it a little bit longer. The cell phone, like you don't need the latest one. I get picked on for my cell phone all the time. Um, but you know, you don't need the latest and greatest. The the features that you're getting now are probably exponentially better than what they were three years ago. And so you really don't need the newest. You still have something that's pretty good. Um, and I would say just apply that same mindset of just hold it a little bit longer and uh, it'll really save you some money. I love it. And now I, I just want to bring everyone back in here because I'm sure that somebody along the way here, like when we talked about cell phones or cars, they were like, no, I want the newest cell phone or it's important to me to have like a brand new car. Okay. We're, if, if that was the case, it's okay. Like maybe you found one of these things as a way to cut corners. Maybe you're the person who's like, I'm doing all these things and I'm saving all my money so I can spend it on family vacations. Whatever it is. Again, if one of these things doesn't speak to you, that's fine. It's all about priorities and what's important to you to spend your money on. But it's it's great to look at these things and to say, okay, you know, find an area that really matters, spend my money there and in other places, save. It does add up. And again, we're we're trying, we're not trying to take away everyone's fun. Uh, we're trying to look for more fun, more more money saving that can lead to more fun. Um, so hopefully you found a few of these ideas that you can kind of take and apply to your life. I know I'm probably too strict for some people <laughs> out there. I don't <laughs> like I said with my husband, he's like I'm I'm getting the new cell phone and that's fine. But again, yes, like pick your spots. I just I want to do like one last parting reminder of like. If you need to see these savings, if it needs, if you need to motivate yourself to keep going, go back to what Andrea was saying about the car payment. And when you stop making a payment or when you're saving the money, put that money into a savings account. And that right there will show you over time what those small mindset shifts are doing and how much you're racking up financially by making those little changes. So if you need to like, you know, you buy something used, I saved a hundred bucks. Great. Take the hundred bucks out of your bank account, move it into a separate account. And you can say, there's where I saved the hundred bucks. And if that helps you, I would encourage you to do that because I think that it could be great motivation for everybody. Absolutely. And I'm going to jump in like if you want to go old school, if if you go back to our other episode and it's it's something small that you're cutting that you're spending cash on, 
put it in a jar, physically watch it accumulate. Don't keep it there forever. It should go in the bank or somewhere that can earn interest. But that's like another whole episode. But anyway, it is. I, I'm, I'm one who likes to see it and to think about those. So I do think that that's motivating. So hopefully that's I love it. To other I people. love the old school jar. I love it. I love it. So yeah, those are our parting words. We're going to, we want you to end with that. So we'll say thanks for joining the Sister Tipsters podcast with your hosts, Andrea and Marianne. As always, if you like what you hear, drop us a comment, a like, a positive review. Don't forget to share this podcast with two friends, maybe your spouse or your kids, but at a minimum, come back and join us for another episode next week of the Sister Tipsters.